Hello, wrestling fans. Quint Chris. Hey, it's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma, and we're smack dab along ringside. And we've got another super episode of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin? What's going on? How are you, my friend? I'm hanging in there. We don't we don't have no old southern saying of how you're doing? I didn't really think of one. Give me a minute and I'm going to think of something. <laughs> You've graced us with hanging in like a hair in a biscuit, fair to Midland. I mean, I just I figured there'd be something homespun and. Oh, I'm sure if you give me a minute, I can. I can. I can give you something because I worked at H.G. Hill Grocery Store in the early '90s for two years, and like I said, 75 percent of our clientele was over 65. So I heard them all. <laughs> Alright, so we're reviewing the CWA Memphis TV show as always. Uh, it's the October 10th, 1987 show. Evansville, Indiana feeds. That means it was taped in Memphis on October the 3rd, 1987. Did I say the right date for the, the actual show? You did. Okay, just making, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> This show started out a lot. Oh, this show number 41. We're getting on up there, man. Now we're slowly going to make it to episode 52. That'll be our one year anniversary. Yep. Yep. That, whew. This is crazy, dude. We've kept this going. Um, it gives me something to do, though. That's it, good. And the thanks really go out to our dozens of fans. Our, hey, yeah, we're getting there. We, we, we're in the 20s. <laughs> let your friends know yeah let your friends know why you like us I already let my friend know <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah this uh, show starts out a lot different it starts out opens up right in the middle of the Evansville Coliseum dressing room brawl so I show a few seconds of that and then they go to the regular show open with the music and the video graphics and stuff um, and it goes to Lance with the greeting, and he throws it over to Dave for today's lineup. He says, open match is going to be Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka, and the team with Jerry the King Lawler, Superstar Bill Dundee, and then a time limit, TV time limit match with the RPMs versus the Nasty Boys. And then Lance talks about the um, dressing room brawl a little bit, and they cut the break. Lance said that he thought the dressing room brawl was wilder than Tupelo. I, I can't give that to him. I understand what he's doing. He's trying to sell it. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing. I'm thinking he, because he didn't, he, because he knows he's, I, I thought the same thing at first, but I, then I thought about it, and I was like, well, he might have a point because um, he said Tupelo Concession bra. And there was what, like three or four of those total? And they got, they went downhill. They kept going downhill. Except for the one where Tojo, then he like hit the hit the dude, though the dude's uh, owned the, the, the building's wife and he like hit her or something. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Besides that, they went, they were, they went, you know, that's why, it's why, I, they, you know, I, I, I say there's an asterisk beside that Jerry Jarrett 
uh, is a genius booking um, theory. There's there's an asterisk beside it, and this is one of them because it had something that was unique, and he ran it in the ground. Well, so that that's what I've noticed on what we what we have watched is that yeah, Jerry comes up with good ideas, and then he redoes them and redoes them. Yeah. Ad nauseum until they're no longer special anymore. Yeah, and and you know you could do that in territories, but he would he wouldn't leave no, he wouldn't space it. You know, he would. He, he, yeah, yeah. Seven years or so has to pass. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like Dusty with his Dusty finish. Yeah. First time you saw it, it's amazing. Yeah. Then you start catching on, and then now there's a reason it's known as the Dusty finish. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. mean, they, they did it so much they gave it a name. Yeah. So it. So I'm wondering maybe that might be the reason we said that. I mean, it was good, but compared to the first concession stand brawl, no, no, no way. But um, you know, if you tie all of them in together because they bring down the original one. Uh, I could see, maybe, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, they killed, they pretty much, yeah, Jarrett killed it. Uh, but, I, but yeah, it, I, yeah, so, I mean, you can look at it either way. You know, look at those, maybe he's comparing it to the overall, and, or, you know, like you said, he's just, you know, trying to push it, you know, get it over. Uh, so, they cut to break. Uh, they come back, Lance is out is standing out from behind the desk. Out comes Bobby Jaggers. Uh, he starts talking and everything, and this is our... Jaggers has been there for what? What, three? A month or so? Well, he's, he came in, then he left, went and finished up his Central States bookings, and he came back and has been there for, I think, what, three weeks? But this is his first time since he's been back, been on TV, right? Yep. Okay. So he comes out, starts talking to Lance, you know, does the normal, you know, stuff, putting over, putting himself over, getting the cheap heat on the, you know, making fun of the fans, and then he's, <laughs> then he starts listening to uh, a name of the baby faces there, he's naming them off, and then he's, he says, what was it, he says Lawler Dundee, and then he, then he says the dirty white boys. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I didn't get that. Then I was like, okay. I was like, so I kind of brushed it off, and then, you know, he's, uh, he said there's no, and then he talks about how about everybody's come through there, this and that, and they, you know, we, and that, um, he said there's no tape of any of the, the, the super, the, the stars, the regular stars that are here, there's no tape of him ever getting beat by them, and he names off the baby faces again, and again he says the dirty white boys. <laughs> I mean, are, are they coming into the territory? What's going on, I don't, you know? I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I know not because, uh, 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 you know, Tony Anthony was, in you know, it is pretty much, you know, one of the top guys in Continental at the time, and, and Lynn Denton's one of the top guys in the Portland territory, so... I don't, you know, that's not, and then he uses one of the, he finishes off his, um, little interview with, and uses one of the, uh, one of the old lines of last house on the left, you know, living on the road, lived on the, 
Baddest Road. On, on, on a bad street, and as you went down the street, the street got battered, and we lived in the last house on the left. Yeah, that's... Wasn't uh, that, that kind of like the line in the... That was the lyrics to Bad Street USA. It was exact, okay, I knew it was similar. I mean, I mean almost exactly. It was... Uh, yeah. The further down the block you went, the better it got. Yeah, wow. yeah. Da, da, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, and that whole yeah. So he used that line, um, and also he calls his uh, bullwhip "shoe baby." Yeah, that sounds a little familiar. And I put, "That's a no-no in Memphis," or he might be trying to get heat with the Dutch fans because you know we've always said that you know Dutch has always had a good following in Memphis. So he's a heel, new heel, basically. That's a way to get some heat, you know. Well, had he had Jaggers already tagged with Dutch? Yeah, they've already been the uh, the, what, the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he says Lance is the worst TV announcer, um, in uh, in wrestling, and he could be replaced. He tells Dave to get up. He's going to call the match. Um, so the first match is, uh, Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka against, uh, John Paul and Ed Maddox. Uh, Jerry Calhoun's your referee for all the matches in the studio today. Um, so Dave got up, I guess he stood by the desk, and, uh, Jaggers is gonna do the, um, the company. He said he was the best color guy in the, he's not only the best wrestler there is, He's also the, one of the best color guys in, in the wrestling industry. So, hey, and you know what? For real, he was pretty solid. Oh yeah, because he's, he's a talker. You know, he's, he's a talker. Like even you know he, he did his little heel stuff every now and then, but like he, he was he was Bobby Bobby Heenan esque, not like as far as comedy. But as far as, like, he'd still get his stuff over, but he'd call the action and it'd be really good. Yeah. Well, there wasn't much. The match was only about, real, actually, what, about less than a minute actual ring action. So, I mean, it wasn't much. Yeah, it, it wasn't very long, uh, but, he, you know, he knew, yeah. he knew some wrestling moves, which Lance did not. Well, like, because Lance, if he, like we've said, that's Lance's niche, though. Yeah. He, he don't, he, he, you know, like Gordon Soley could textbook the, you know, every, you know, he knew the textbook's name of every move. Lance would just say, you know, hit him with the back, the back, back elbow or the, I mean, the back arm, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, yeah. it takes him down, you know. So that, that, that was Lance's thing, you know. Um, so yeah, he bagged on him then. Uh, they had a nice little opening spot, long drag and drop kick, and then they got the heat on John Paul. <laughs> then he went over and made a hot tag to Ed Maddox. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that's why they got the heat on John Paul. Ed, Mad Ed Max is the finish man. Okay. He comes in and takes the finish. Right, I was like, I forgot to say something. Uh, if you notice, they keep spelling spelling Ed Max's last name different. Yes, this absolutely. Week, this week was, I, I was writing it how it was spelled on the Chiron. Yeah. And I was like, I swear I've spelt it the other way yeah, before. Because that's what, when I write them down on here. That when that's actually I actually write what the graphic says. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, we're back to having graphics for every match this week. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> um, so this week it was double D-O-X. It's been spelt with the double T-O-X. This week it's the double D-O-X. 
We're going to have to start keeping up with each week for how they spell <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they get the heat on Maddox. Uh, hot tag to Maddox. He comes in. He hits, he, he hits, gets, hits Paul Diamond. Goes to shoot Paul, Paul Diamond. He grabs the wrong arm. <laughs> did you yeah, know? He did. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> Shot him in and Diamond went all crazy into the ropes. He dunks Maddox's clothes on and he drilled Maddox. <laughs> Hey, Evans, that clothesline was snug and gave Maddox, wasn't it? It was solid. We saw a lot of snug clotheslines. I'm just saying, though, he he gave it to him because he shot him off with the wrong arm. Dude, has anybody ever do that to you? Um, Very rarely. I, I'm pretty sure it's happened a time or two. It's happened to me a few times. Did it mess you up going into the ropes? I didn't go into the ropes. You didn't? No, I reversed and grabbed the head and said, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, well, you wasn't, You were smart. Like, some of them said, what? Wouldn't try to hit the ropes. Dude, it may, it it happened earlier, like, when I first started a few times. Because most of the time I was working, same same people was usually as green as I was, usually. So, it's, it happened a few times. And, man, I tell you, it messes you up when you go to hit the ropes. Because you're, it, 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 it throws you off. And you can see it through Diamond off. He hit the ropes all crazy looking. <laughs> oh, man. I guess I, yeah, I wasn't smart enough to. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. Like, it never happened to me early because I was always working people better than me. Yeah. But then, like, as I started coming in and sometimes working with greener people or people with questionable training, it started <laughs> happening. And I was experiencing it. I was thinking, oh, this is not right. Hold yeah. on. Let me. I figure out what's going on here. Do I even want to be in this mess? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, I remember um, happening in Hohenwall. The guy, it was Glenn Mullins, shot me off, <laughs> and it threw me off so bad. You know how I hit the ropes belly first? <laughs> it threw me off so bad. Oh wow! Yeah, it was so messed up, dude. It yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. So yeah, he hits with the clothesline. Then they um, they hit the uh, catapult DDT for the for the win. Oh, Maddox didn't look as smooth this week, did it? No. I don't think they hit it for a while, have they? Uh, I mean, not on TV. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm sure. I'm oh, yeah, sure they it's have and shows, yeah. but uh, I mean, also Ed Maddox is the, the best bump taking. Heel, he you can know. take a back bump, but forward bumps, yeah, I think it, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it could also just be on that. That's true. Uh, so, um, so they hit, they, they get the win. Then Bobby Jaggers leaves the desk and goes up to the ring. He gets in the ring. He hits John Paul, um, with the, uh, with the bull whip, with the handle. Grabs him, poop cans him over the, over the top rope. Did you see that bump he took over the top rope? He, yeah, he, he held on too long. He, he, he ate that apron. Oh, that was nasty. Oh, man. Then he uh, hits Ed Maddox uh, with a short arm clothesline. Oh, my gosh. Maddox lands on the back of his head and, net, his back of his head and shoulder. That was a nasty bump, wasn't it? Yeah, so I'm wondering if this is, uh, is if Jaggers is getting this. Because so, if he won his first match... On TV with the clothes on. I think it was, yeah. But like I know, I so back to Dutch. I know Dutch was super fond of the short arm clothesline. Like Dutch used that for a finish for a while. 
I just remember him in the early, early 80s, the first person I ever seen him use it was him, and then I saw Jake Roberts use it, but, but Dutch was the first person that me personally ever saw him. I mean, somebody else probably could, you know, probably did before that, but for me, that's the first one I've ever seen do it, and that was early 80s. Yeah, I'm so I'm it. wondering if, like, he said they'd already tag, if he's going in and just, like, doing some Dutchisms, you know what I mean? Like, just doing some Dutch stuff. Yeah. Or maybe maybe he got it from Dutch, you know, when yeah. they were tagging. Like, I'm sure. Hey, that's a cool move. I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Probably. But, man, he, he leveled Ed Maddox with it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Is he like, man, yeah, he hit, and I was like, oh. Then he hits him with the bull, uh, the end of the bull whip. Uh, but he never whips him with it. Um, I got more to add to that later. I guess I can talk about that now. I want to talk about that now. Well, I talk about it after we, I'll finish up the part of the. So he goes back over to Lance. He does more talking, and he says, like the back of the jacket says, "Take no prisoners." Okay, the quality of this is not that good, but I'm telling you right now, that jacket did not say, "Take no prisoners" on it. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell what it says. The first part know. said Kansas. So I'm wondering if it's their Kansas Jayhawk jacket. Because it did not say take no prisoners, cause unless it said Kansas take no prisoners. But it, it well, definitely, maybe the Jayhawks didn't take any prisoners. I don't know what the Jayhawks actually are, but I don't know, it's the University of Kansas's um nickname mascot, Jayhawk. Um but um it looks. It look. I know the top uh, line said Kansas on it because it was two lines that had wording. And Maybe the band Kansas had an album. Those <laughs> whole take no prisoners. And that was the tour jacket. <laughs> the tour jacket he got, huh? But I remember they had jack. I remember they had jackets. I'm wondering if it was their Kansas Jayhawk jackets. Him and um, him and Dutch had when they were teaming. So I'm, I'm thinking as it was. Ain't, and maybe it said Kansas on it, and then it said take no prisoners, or I don't know. Anyway, um, just a little notes here. Nobody from the commission came out with Pat and Paul. No. And uh, something a little else I noticed. Um, oh, real quick. Uh, a Jayhawk comes from the Kansas Jayhawker freedom fighter and anti-slavery movement during the bleeding Kansas era of the American Civil War. Okay. But it's also the, the mask. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know it from. <laughs> but I got you. Um, we'll uh, bust up a little Wikipedia there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Pulling a little Brian Last on us, huh? Yeah, I, I don't have his money. <laughs> no, but you're you're not a d bag either. So anyway, <laughs> um, getting back to uh, the, oh yeah, did you notice? Okay, Pat and Paul after their match, Paul rolled out when Jaggers rolled in. Pat didn't roll out. He just kind of stood there, just looking at at Jaggers. Did you notice that? A little bit. I didn't. I didn't notice it uh, oh. enough to note. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I, I mean, because I was like, "Huh? No commission out here." Um, Pat's kind of looking at him like, "All right." 
They planting a little baby face turn seed? Planting the seed for a baby face turn, maybe? I, did, I never knew a bad company being baby face in, uh, in Memphis, but maybe. I can't remember if they did or didn't before they left to go to AWA or not. I can't remember. But I'm just saying, though, it kind of... I, I got analyzed stuff too much. That's one thing. I, it's well, one no, thing. no, no, because they do plant stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just because I didn't notice that many things, but man, they've got so much heat on them. Like, do they have another heel tag team to take that spot to turn them? Nah, RPMs, but they always have two. They always have. Well, they got the RPMs and they got the other the Bass and Fergie. You never know. I, I don't see them pushing Bass and Fergie as an actual tag team. Well, they've been on the main event the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, going for the titles, that's like the... But that's what they got the RPMs for. Yeah, uh, sure. So, yeah, you never know, though. It's just kind of odd that Diamond rolled out and Pat was kind of like, just lingering, kind of looking at him like, you know, like I said, he might be planting a seed, it might just be like Pat's like, I didn't know he was running in. <laughs> What's going on? Are we supposed to get on? He's probably saying, he's probably egging him saying, are we supposed to get on him with him? Or are we supposed to get powder out? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, um, here's my thing. I think we're going to disagree on this. Um, I didn't like Jagger's interview way too long. I thought it was at the beginning. It was, I just thought it was way, way too long. Uh, I thought I definitely thought it was long. Yeah, um, there, he he had a good exit point, and then he's like, "Oh, I forgot to introduce you, baby. Oh, I need to bag on Lance more." Yeah, and he and I didn't. He um, he was almost uh, his talking was almost at a yell. I didn't care for that. It I don't it, know. Yeah, it didn't bother me too much. Like it was. I think I think as it went so long, that's why it was. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know. It looked at a point that, like, Lance was bored. Yeah, it went way, way too long. Uh, but, but uh, I'll say this, he's a good talker. Like, oh, I, you know, yeah. I, I've, I've never seen a lot of, I've never sat down and Googled Bobby Jagger's promos, for yeah. sure. You know, I've, I've Googled his matches, but. Yeah, well, see, I, I've seen a lot in the last six months when I was, when I was doing, DV, uh, helping Scott till his DVDs, uh, was that a lot of that early 80s Florida? And uh, he was on there a lot. And I saw a lot of his talking. Um, but um, here's a little thing I want to add to that. Uh, where's my notes? Well, I've been adding my notes the last couple weeks actually in here, but I thought about this later on after I didn't write them all out. Um, do you think the reason why, I mean, he had those, usually when you bring a bull whip into the ring, you usually whip somebody, right? Do you think, uh, the reason why he hit Maddox with the handle instead of whipping with it, that they probably would have gotten in trouble with the station, um, they might have been too, too far, going too far, having a, having a white man whip a black man with a whip on TV? think it's too racial even for 87 I, I think it's too racial do I think it was the studio or them just not wanting Memphis to turn on them or a little both the TV station and and the crowd and, cause yeah, I, a, could, I could see it 
being both. It's definitely too far, and we've all definitely seen it yeah. and like look at it with different eyes now. Yeah. But I mean, I do think it would have been too far. I think Lance would have been like, uh, "No." I just think I think it would have, even for '87. I think it they would have got like heat with this TV station. And how like many hanging angles have they done? You know? Huh? How many hanging angles have they done? But with black, with a white man and a black white man do it to a black man. I mean, I'm sure it's been done. I'm sure they oh, yeah, 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 but, but that far along, I, I don't think they did any that far along. Now they do get a little risky. Well, and they shouldn't. Oh no, no, that's that's cheap heat. Um, now they do get a little risky the following summer, fall when uh, the uh, stud stable Robert Fuller stud stable. Uh, is doing the, the, the gimmicks with Brickhouse Brown, the racial gimmicks with the watermelon and the fried chicken and stuff. They get a little racial with that. But yeah, actually, they, they do, but they never like... That's why I, I, so I like how they do it, because uh, hopefully we'll cover 88, because 88 was really good. Um, well, Phil Hickerson was always there to cover always, up. Yeah, Hickerson was always there, but <laughs> Fuller always... Made himself look like an ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's the best way I can say it. Yeah. He would always, he was going to pay it off. It was never, yeah. it was almost never in question that he was going to be made looking like the, the top dog after doing all this. Yeah. He was always working to, you know, end up getting beat up and begging off. Yeah. Fuller was good, good like that, man. Yeah. He, he got it. The Fullers got it. Yeah. They got that it's a morality play, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, 88 was good. And, uh, of course, everybody says, they said that the, when Fuller got the book again, it, it dropped like it did in 79. No. People were saying, oh, they did Drover. Cause they, somebody posted uh, on one the, on the Facebook page that I go to that in, in uh, it was the end of 88, they had a house of, like, 1,800 and somebody said, I think it was uh, Charles Warburton, uh, which some of you old tape traders from the 80s and 90s, he was one of the first big big tape trader guys. He put on there, he's like, oh, that was a good house for that, that time period. No, it wasn't. I used to see the, the clips and stuff. No, their houses were anywhere from 2500 to 4000 usually. So, but uh, anyway, we got way off topic again. <laughs> So, yeah, so they did, so I was just wondering about the whipping, the gimmick about that. Um, so, um, okay, they cut the break. Let me turn my page here. And they got Lance, he's, um, he's back to his, uh, back to the stand-up and curtain, um, uh, run down for the Evansville, Indiana show for, uh, October 14th, 1987 at the Evansville Coliseum. Um, he basically gave us the whole card, didn't he? <laughs> but he, yeah. But wasn't in order though. <laughs> hey, I think he went in reverse order. Actually, that's what I was thinking too. Because he, uh, yeah, I'll let you go on in reverse order it on up for us. <laughs> All right. Well, in the main event, we have a oh god, what did they call this? It's a Falls Count Anywhere, but they had explosive match. Yeah, I think it's explosive match or something like that. Yeah, they're like. Well, and I, I thought that's just the word Lance was using to describe it. And they until talk, later in the show yeah. when 
Lawler actually says, it's an explosion match. Yeah, I just thought, it falls count anywhere. I'm like, I just, oh, bro, an explosion match means that ring's going to blow up, kind of. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was just, you know, one of Lance's words, how he, tried, he, he put stuff over. I did, too, until later on. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Lawler was even before Onita. He, he was explaining that uh, exploding ring match. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, we have a fault, basically a false counting anywhere match for the main event. Uh, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee go against Don Bass and King Carl Fergie. Uh, the Southern Tag Team titles are on the line as the Rock and Roll RPMs take on the Nasty Boys. And Lance did a good job in about not suiting off. Who's the champion? Exactly. Yep. We got a Mid-America title match. Jeff Jarrett takes on Pat Tanaka. Bobby Draggers versus Billy Travis. The Southern Boys take on Big Bubba and the Black Prince. And Rocky Johnson takes on Paul Diamond. And then we got uh, Paul and Pat and the Prince that come in to, with the match plugs. And Paul Diamond talks. And Pat Tanaka. Oh, what's all man? Yeah, Paul yeah, Diamond. Paul Diamond actually Paul, doesn't talk. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Paul Diamond didn't talk, and it was all and it didn't talk at all this time. It was all Pat and Pat. And there was there was another old line used where heaven don't want me, and hell, I was afraid I'll take over. How many times have I heard that through the years? <laughs> oh, I'm sure a ton. Yeah. Uh, then the prince talks and um, talks about the uh, false counts anywhere to match and. Uh, Talks about almost losing his eye in the dressing room brawl from last week. And like I said, Paul didn't talk at all. That was odd. Uh, so that's the card. Okay. I brought on here. I put the book in this card doesn't make any sense, but maybe they'll explain it later in the show. So I'm going to go to my notes at the end. They don't. I'm going to spoil it. Okay. What the crap, dude? You have... Okay. You've had, um, you have Bubba bash Rocky Johnson's skull in last week, so they work one week and that's it? I mean, they have one match, they, they set that whole thing up and did that for one match? What the crap? Doesn't make any sense. Well, and then you have you bring in the Southern Boys. They work Paul Diamond. They set that whole thing up. They work two weeks. Then they're working somebody else. Yeah, yeah I mean, unless they're just letting it breathe a week, you know, that's all I could think of. But well, why would you? It's supposed to be hot, ain't it? Is, is it though? Is Evansville doing good right now? Like, is it hot? I'm not the angle. Well, I know. But if the angle's hot, more people should be there. Well, I don't know how Evansville's drawn because I haven't seen anything. But you, I, I'll tell you, well, when they showed the dress room brawl, um, I remember because I recorded this back in 87. I remember watching, I still remember when I was watching it, you know, I was 15 years old. Um,. My quality was a lot better than whatever the, this quality was. And I remember you could, I mean, even though it was dim, it, you know, the house lights still it, were cut on a little bit. 
there was a decent house. They were all up, ran up to that stage. There was at least, from what I could tell, I could see at least about a thousand people there, at least. So there's probably more than that, you know, where you couldn't see. Because all up on that stage was completely full. They were just nut to butt all the way up to the stage. And um, so I'm sure, so if they're drawing 1500 that's a good house for Evansville. So, because um, Nashville at the time was drawn about 2000 I don't know what Louisville was drawn because I never saw any highlights from Louisville. So, um, so if Nashville's drawing 2000 Evansville's drawing twelve to 1500 that's pretty good. Because the Coliseum's only doing about four to five on a you know, regular week. So, um, but still, just two weeks though just kind of seems, you know, and to have, to and to have and to split up Rocky Johnson and Bubba, you know, why even hit him in the head with a gimmick future at one week? Just have, they should just let him jump him from behind and you know, just let him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't understand the leaving him laying with a boombox to the head for a one week week angle. I yeah. definitely don't get that. Uh. Uh-uh. For Rocky Johnson to come back the next week and open a match, that, that, that just ish. I don't know. Like I said, if we we the booking this whole year has just been bipolar. So, I hope I didn't offend nobody. It's bipolar, but you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> did I just offend some people? Probably. Okay. Yeah. That's 2020. That's hard. <laughs> it's hard to avoid. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, they come back to the studio. Let me turn my page. Those are, I keep trying to keep up my pages. I keep getting mixed up. If I can turn them and set them to the side. Lance and Dave at the desk talking about the dressing room brawl. Evansville, Indiana. Evansville, Indiana. And Easy for you to say. Exactly. Then they throw it to the video footage, and it's joining progress. They start out, it's it, it's the big brawl, already started out. It's Bass, Fergie, and Prince, and, and Lawler and Dundee, and Frank Morrell. They're all up on the stage. Lance kind of explains that, you know, like, the older auditoriums, they have the stages in them, like the, uh, they have one there, uh, the old uh, building in, in Chattanooga. Auditorium down there. Um, it has a stage. Uh, Coliseum has a stage, but it's it's totally different kind. Um, uh, when you were there, when you worked there, the stage was uh, ramp. They had a ramp, a ramp from the stage, didn't they? Saying a ramp is being generous. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, it looked like that they keep the stage curtains open when Memphis ran there. Yeah, they did. Um, so we would have that closed as almost like a second staging area, like we like the world's largest gorilla position. Okay. Um. So that those curtains will be shut, and we come out through the curtains. Um. And they had this is this is our ramp work, and went straight up to the ring. A double stack of tables. And I think it'd be three or four tables to the ring. Huh? But it's literally. Uh, a six-foot table stacked on top of a six-foot table, and they were lined up. 
they haven't bolted down to each other or waited? I, no. What? Yeah, I walked through the ring so gingerly. How did nobody get killed on that? I don't know, and I saw guys take bumps on it. And I, I've seen it, like, come apart. Who who come up with that stupid idea? I, I, I'm i not sure. That's just retard. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, well, catch yourself. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's just ridiculous, man. I mean, seriously. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was scary, man. No, no lie. How could somebody put it there and say, that's a good idea. Look at that. That's good. That's a good idea you had there, buddy. What the crap? Okay. So, <laughs> so, Jared's was smart. He didn't have, he didn't have a makeshift ramp. Um, so they're brawling, and you see them, they grab one of them big old 900-pound sawwood tables, and they start ramming each other into them. And then they cut over, and they're, looks like they're in like a stairwell, maybe? Yeah, so the layout, that, that's why I think this thing was, was pieced together strangely, because like, from my memory of the venue, um, you come off that stage and you go into what we used as a locker room, mm -hmm. um, which was, uh, the, you know the room where it had the two sets of wooden stairs that go up on mm -hmm. each side? Yeah. And it's like a white room. And it's got individual little partitions. Mm -hmm. So that's where we did the majority of our changing when I worked at that stair. Okay. We would change in there. Um, and they had closed locker rooms. Like not locker rooms, but closed stalls that some of the guys would use. But most of us would just had two benches. Mm -hmm. And we'd sit out. So like those partitions have been closed off since. Okay. So, so you could actually open a door, go in there, and no one could see a change. Um, and then down from that... Was a there, there on on each side there were rooms. Um, on the one side, I believe is the room they're fighting in. All right, that second room, the last one they were in, you can tell that that was a they made that room up. That wasn't being used for a locker room. Um, well, it's right off the locker room. I'm just saying. I mean, but they set it up to look like a locker room. Yeah, they, they put it. You know the the desk in there or whatever now when I when I worked there that's where the booker was and where you get your payouts and stuff and some of the boys would hang out there with him okay um and then on the other side which I think is that tight uh hallway they went down not, not hallway but tight stairwell they went down yeah um because I believe that one goes straight outside and if it does also on one side um and one of those doors mm-hmm is uh, where they, at least most recently, would store their ring. Okay. Well, I know when they were that fighting that stairway, you could see the exit sign, and the door came open, and you could see fans started running up to that door. You could see yeah. them barely, because the quality was so bad. Um, see, they were in the, so they were in the stairwell, stairway, and they started fighting back up. Uh, to one, like I said, that one dresser room... That's probably the one you're talking about where y'all actually dressed at. Um, they, they yeah, it was the light-colored room yeah. is the one where we actually dressed at, yes. Yeah. they. I think that's where actually they were dressing at, too, because they did You notice they didn't go in there at a hardly at all, just barely at the very front of it. Yeah. And, and then they... Yeah, went, well, that's, that's why I think this stuff was edited together out of order, because yeah. 
if they were following the fight as it happened, it would have went from the stage to the white locker room, uh, down the stairs, outside, back up the stairs, back through that white locker room, and then back down into the final room they ended up in. Yeah, I think that they cut it up where they would stop and they would go to a different part, start it back yeah. up. That's how they did it. Um, okay, uh, so they cut another part. They're in another dressing room. And now we see uh, referee Richard Lee has joined joined in the uh, break and joined it to break up the uh, the brawl. Oh, well, joined to walk around. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> um, and this room is like I said, explain had the there's the two sinks has that look like it had what one one lock set of lockers and like one chair sitting in there. You tell it was so sad. Yeah, so if, it, if it's the same room I'm thinking of, when I was there, it had like an old couch <laughs> and it had a table for a desk because yeah. it was legit set up kind of like it was there, but yeah. with, with an old couch. Um, and when they, when, uh, who was it who fell through the door? Oh, Fergie. Fergie. When Fergie fell through that door, uh-huh. yeah, they put a piece of whatever, like wood flashing or whatever up for him to fall through. Because there's an actual door there. Yeah. And he was not going to fall through it. <laughs> um, but I've been in that bathroom where he got... Well, let's get to that. Let's, yeah, it's let's, swirly. Yeah, let's get... We'll get to that. A lot more happened before that. Um, so they get in there and they start brawling. And... <laughs> so is that supposed to be like the boys catering that was sitting on that, that table? Yeah. See, it, it, my thing is... Um, in my notes, I actually put, they actually did it right, because it wouldn't look, it, it looked like it was just like snacks and desserts and drinks, because that, that's the main event, why would they have a big meal back there, still sitting back there, you know? So yeah. it, it actually, and it was just one little table, it wasn't a big, you know, just crazy look, so it, they actually did that right, but I know why, because Jerry Devlin will spend no money on a big spread to... For, you know, <laughs> so yeah, but the boys are like, "Hey, can we get eat, eat this food? No, it's for the main event. Yeah, Man, no. you don't feed us." Yeah, <laughs> exactly what it was. It's like, no, nope, nobody touches this. Nobody goes in this room. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they're in there brawling. Then uh, let's see. And guess who the first person was to grab something off the table? Lolly. Oh, Lawler, okay. Lawler grabbed it. It looked like it looked like he grabbed a pie, and he throws it and hits Don Bass in the face, and it goes everywhere. It looked like some kind of maybe a pie, because it was a pl- round plate. Uh, I first thought maybe it might have been dip, but I think it might have been a pie. It, it was probably a pie, because about this time is when stuff started going to comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, it started out that they were trying to kill each other. Yeah, they are trying to kill each other, and... And everybody's bleeding. Um, yeah, then, yeah, so Lawler grabs the pie. Hits him in the face. Uh, then <laughs> Dundee, uh, he drills the prince with, it looked like a, a thing of popcorn, but it was in a, like a metal bucket. Because when it, the bucket hit, it made a loud noise. Uh, Richard Lee gets bumped. Uh, then... <laughs> Then Lawler, he drills the prince with a pan, and he hits him with it, and whatever's in it flies out, and he looks at it, 
It's like one of them full pans. It's like didn't do nothing. So he throws it down. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, and I, it, was a, it was a bunch of weird stuff. Because he like kind of looks like, like he looked at it. He just, he just threw it. Instead of hitting him again, well, he just looked at it just threw it down because it was one of them little, little full, thin, full pans, you, you know, disposable things. <laughs> now, there were some real pans in there. Gosh. But that one, yeah, that was a... That one... <laughs> He should have grabbed that one. Um, well, this time the floor is covered, and man, they're sliding everywhere. Yeah, they're slipping and sliding oh by this my point. Gosh, by the way, for a frame rail to fall down and never get back up, man. <laughs> well, yeah, my thing is, if everybody knows wrestling boots, the soles are slick when when it get wet, and on the floor, on a concrete floor. Ooh, man. So I remember one night we was in Petersburg in the old dressing rooms, and it was up on a stage, and this school was probably 100 years old. And all these places, the concrete floors, certain times of year, they sweat. And this these con these dressing rooms, like I said, they were on each end of the stage, and they were sweating. And Ben Jordan was, and Hipstein, he was chasing uh, uh Dante and um, Damien back to the dressing room. They come through the door, and Ben went to stop, and he hit that slick floor and slid all the way into the hill dressing room. <laughs> and we were, I was just looking at like, what the crap? <laughs> and then, <laughs> so he got up and was sort of, it was, it was, I don't know, it's way off topic, but those floors, and when, when the floor's wet and the wrestling boot, that's a disaster. Anyway. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to catch me when I get off topic, man. <laughs> oh, I was letting you tell. I was okay. letting you tell you stories. It was, I mean, it was just, I'm just there in the dressing room. I see the door fly open. Here comes Dante. Here comes Damien. Here comes Ben Jordan sliding through. It's like, what the crap was this? But anyway, um, <laughs> they're, uh, like I said, they're going crazy. Stuff's being thrown everywhere. Um, Randy Hales, <laughs> he hands, he says, hey, Randy, hold this, hold this, hands the mic over, and he goes over to break it up. Okay, Randy Hales, gonna break up this fight. So the prince drills him with a Coke can, and he goes down, the Don Bass picks him up and punches him, and then Lawler, <laughs> he goes to throw a chair at Bass, and he knows Bass ain't looking, so he kind of just, at the last minute, he just kind of soft tosses it at him, because he can tell Bass ain't paying attention. I guess he didn't want to kill him with the chair. Um, Dundee picks up a lamp, throws it at Fergie, he ducks and hits and breaks against the wall. Uh, then it cuts everybody on the floor. <laughs> Dundee grabs a pan, hits the prince in the head like three times, did you see what he's, he, he, the prince put up, he's selling, he put his head between the sink, the two sinks, and Dundee had that pan, was blasted, was that perfect or what? Dundee was taking liberties. Oh, definitely, but I'm just saying that uh, the prince, he just slid his head back in between them two sinks, and, um, but yeah, it was, it was like, I mean, it, it just, I mean, I wouldn't have did that because I was afraid it hit, I'd get knocked out by Dundee hit me with something. Uh, at, at some point during all this, somebody else kayfabe. I never heard it. 
say that's what I, you said. I, I, I heard it. Yeah, I went back and uh, wow. and watched it, and they said kayfabe somebody, but I could. It, it was so muffled, I couldn't hear it. I'll have to go back and try to find it. But I, de- I definitely heard kayfabe. Wow. I was telling Randy Hill because he was getting his blade out. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get him some color. Oh. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, he did get himself some color. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Frank Morrell gets uh, gets hit. Dundee hits Frank Morrell with the pan. Then Lawler punches Fred, Fergie and he stumbles through the bath the restroom door, which it's got uh, it's the old uh, what do they call that old stuff. It's not plywood. It's paneling. The old wood paneling they start people had in their houses in the seventies. Yeah, it's not it's not like a small strip like you, you like you would see a lot. These are the big wide strips about like the size of a sheet of plywood. Yeah. And that's what I was saying about the door. Yeah, it's like that they have a solid door on that bathroom. Yeah. So that was it's, it's a, a sheet. It's paneling. So it's paneling and they've took tape and they've taped the door the paneling onto the door door frame. So so Fergie could just easily knock go through it, you know. My thing is, they should have had a sign on it say like "out of order," or, you know what I'm saying, or "keep out," you know what I'm saying. So just have because that look that look it looks so obvious, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was definitely. So it was just this one gets it gets really weird. So, like I said, Fergie knocks down the the, the paneling. He goes in there. Lord follows him in there. Lord grabs him and sticks Fergie's head in the toilet. Yeah. Okay. I remember watching this and I was like, what the crap? Okay. I don't care how much money they give me. I don't care how many times they clean that toilet that day. I'm not putting my head in there. Nope. So, Lawler puts him down in the toilet, comes up. He's soaked. He's soaked. The back of the toilet, the the back of the toilet lid broke. Did you see that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, no. it broke in the middle, caved in into the, into the tank. <laughs> uh, then he grabs a plunger, puts it on Fergie's face, and then turns it onto the back of his head. Okay, if it was a brand new plunger, yeah, but something tells me that somebody they didn't get a new plunger. I don't know. Okay, I guarantee they didn't. I know. But Fergie lets it go again, and then Lawler puts his head back down in the toilet again with the plunger on the back of his head. I'm sorry, there's no way in the world. Man, Fergie is the biggest team player I've ever seen. Yeah, you ain't lying. There's no way in the world. I would have I I said to face, well, if you don't do it, you're fired. I would have went and got my bag and left. I'm sorry, that that's just, yeah. I would have said, I tell you what, you stick your head down in there first, Jerry Jarrett, then I'll then I'll do it. You do it first, then I'll do it. So we know that wouldn't happen. But I'm just saying, you know, there, uh, uh, that's uh, no, there's no way. What? That's crazy. Ah, oh. I'm I'm right there with you. I couldn't do it. Man. I'd be puking. I just, oof. All right, so that happens, and then they bass uh, bass throws Dundee into to one of the, that locker that's there. It falls over. Uh, Lawler tries to hit Prince with the wood paneling, 
and it hit, he throws it, it hits done daylight on the floor. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> it barely misses the prince and drills Dundee on the floor. <laughs> I started laughing on that. I rewound that a couple times. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, Lawler and Bass. Oh. So then Lawler walks over and grabs Bass and goes to pick him up, and then they fall down. On top of Randy Hales, on top of that board. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, no. By, the, by this time, that floor was it was like an ice skating rink. Yeah, but you, but did you notice? This is what I told you. I noticed because uh, I ran a couple of times. It's like, oh man, they just fell on top of Randy Hills. I noticed Lawler looked down real fast and see where he was at, and then he pulled over Bass. He meant to fall. I was like, that's kind of deep baggage for y'all two to fall on top of Randy Hales, as skinny as he is, you know. <laughs> so. Um, Hmm. Anyway, let's see. Gosh, man, we've been a long time on this. Uh, then they show the prince. He's got mustard all in his hair. Uh, him and Dundee start pay, uh, trading pan shots to the head. Uh, Fergie drills Dundee with, the, the, with that big old school suit, old school, old school suitcase. <laughs> I was like, man, that, that thing was huge. Um, Prince hits Lawler with a pan. Uh, hits Dundee with one. Uh, let's see. Then they pick up part of the broken uh, plow uh, paneling. Start each other with Fergie. Uh, hits Dundee with it. Uh, let's see. Let's see somebody somebody gets hit with it and it comes open. Oh, I think I think Lawler it Lawler hits Bass with the with the suitcase. It flies open. Uh, the Dundee picks it up and just threw it. Looked like hard as he could at Fergie on the ground. Did you see how that was awful, man? Uh, again, Dundee's taking liberties with people. Man. Yeah, that was bad, man. Um, then this is where it got dangerous. Lawler picks up a Gatorade ball and throws it at the prince's head. He ducks and shatters on the wall. This is about a, a year, a couple years before Gatorade and everybody else started switching to plastic bottles. So they were still the gold glass bottles. So they were ducking, but they were still shattering glass everywhere on the floor and everybody's falling. So, I mean, this is really dangerous. Um, they did it again, Prince Duck. Uh, then he hits him with a big, buck, uh, big old metal tub of ice. Then he grabs the bag out of it, hits him with the bag of ice. It busts everywhere, hits the ground, shatters. Uh, the prince is on the ground, and Dundee goes to throw a bottle at Bass. And you could see, to me, like he he get him to duck because he went to throw it. Bass ducked down instead of throwing it over his head. He threw it to the ground and it shattered while, right in, beside the prince while he was down on the ground. So that glass could have went everywhere. I mean, that's just dangerous. Um, then they show. Then they finally powder them all. They powder, the heels powder out because the bay faces start throwing the bottles at them, and then you hear them crash and everything. I don't know how close they were. I'm assuming they went one way and they were throwing the bottles. It looked like they're throwing out. I'm sure because they were just humming them, and you can hear them breaking. Then they cut over to Randy Hales on the floor. He's bleeding. Richard Lee shows back up <laughs> to help help Randy back up. 
Um, I'll help Randy up. Then Lawler starts yelling, uh, yelling, come on back. He's yelling for him to come back after they done ran him off, beat him up, ran him off. Uh, then they cut to, back to Lunch Dave at the desk. And we're going to have to take a break because I have to use the bathroom. And this is a good stopping point because they went back to the desk. So we'll be right back, folks. Hello again, everybody. This is Jeremiah Plunkett with the Territorial Wrestling Review. And please, if you would, visit our merchandise page at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Jeremiah Plunkett, where you can buy the official Territorial Wrestling Review t-shirt. And going on now through October 10th at noon over at ProWrestlingTees.com, if you use promo, promo code FALL, you save 20% off your entire order. Alright, sounds good. So go over and get you a uh, t-shirt, Territorial Wrestling Review shirt. Or if he already got one of those, or you don't want one, get you a Plunkett shirt. All right. And also, if you don't want T-shirts, you want DVDs, a book, pictures, cards, whatever, go visit Scott Till over at crowbarpress.com. He's got all kinds of great stuff, old school stuff, some new school stuff. Just check him out, crowbarpress.com. Show Scott Till some love. All right, we're back. So they came back from the uh, big brawl at the desk. Um... What did you think about the brawl? So I, I thought the brawl was really solid the first half, right? And then, and I, and I think it probably started with the plunger and everything. Then it started becoming like comedy. I, I feel like you could have sped it up one and a half speed, muted it, and put yakety sacks on it at that point, and it would have just been comedy. You know, we, we had pies, we had everybody slipping and sliding, we had swirlies, you know, then, then it just got a little ridiculous. Okay, so, you say it got comedy. It, the, the bathroom, yeah, that was hokey, but, so you think, just because that one pie, does that take away from the rest of the food? Because, like, the concession stand brawl, it didn't have pie, but it had, you know, mustard, ketchup, and all that stuff. Yeah, well, so it wasn't... Uh, to me, the concession stand brawl, it wasn't the fact that they had mustard and ketchup on them um, because they were breaking the mustard ketchup bottles and jars over each other. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like the tone suddenly changed, and I feel like it changed right then. You know what I mean? If they did, like, one kind of funny thing in there and then it went back to murdering each other, which, don't get me wrong, even though there was comedy going on, they were at least trying to murder Brickhouse Brown, especially <laughs> Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't know, like, that, I guess that just took me out of it right there. I think what took me out, well, you know me, the the three on two and the two getting better of the, the three guys. But when when Randy Hale says, here, hold the microphone, when all this carnage is going on, he's going there and break it up. That's when it got stupid, I thought. But at least they did hit him and knock him out and he stayed down. Like, <laughs> But yes, the the toilet thing I think yeah that was stupid, um, with the plunger and all that yeah, um, I think they should they threw too many things and nobody never got hit with something thrown except when Dundee drilled Fergie with that open suitcase which was oh my gosh what's up with him if, what's up with Dundee throwing stuff at Fergie and just flat out just Tatering with it. 
Remember he did, uh, he did the uh, office chair? Like Dundee doesn't care about anybody else but himself. Because remember he threw that cha- that uh, Dave's office chair and wrapped it around Fergie's ankles, remember? Yep. Yeah, so Dundee's being a douche. Um, like I said, I, I think, like you said, it was started out really good. Maybe, I don't think they should, they threw too many stuff and they ducked for it not to hit. Maybe they threw one or two things, they ducked maybe, but they started, you know, they started just throwing every bottle, everything, people were ducking. It, it just got a little, you know, it did. Um, some of so they, you know, it started, they were trying to kill each other. You know, the food, some of that food stuff was stupid because it ain't going to hurt you. You know, the bottles, yeah, but none of them connected. Um, but some of that stuff hitting them with was stupid. You know, because it ain't, you're trying to hurt them and you hit them with food, it's not going to hurt, you know? So it did get, but something like, like when, though, when Lawler picked up that bucket of ice, that was one of them old metal pails, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll definitely hurt you. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, they hit him with that full tray. <laughs> you know, so I think it got hokey with the food after an extent. But I loved it when Don Bass fell on top of the table and it broke, it, it shoot broke and it fell on the floor. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it if they would have just maybe thrown a couple things of the food, uh, and not use the and did the and not did the bathroom or he could think to the bathroom thing, but did not did the maybe try to give him a swirly or maybe and let him you know somebody break it up. Don't give him the swirly and don't use the plunger. That was that was really comedy, you know. But um, cause I'm telling you right now, somebody try to put my head in a toilet. I'm gonna fight. Like I'm, you know, what I'm saying if you was in a fight and somebody try to give you a swirly. I'm going to do everything and under, you know, to get out of, you know, get in my head. And it was so, it looked so easy, you know? Yeah, it, no, I'm, I'm going to grab somebody by the grapefruits and squeeze. Yeah, it just, it, like, it I'm just, not going down without a fight. Yeah, I mean, you're in there brawling and fighting, but just take a man's head that easily, seeing a, a nasty toilet, that ain't going to happen. That was so unrealistic. Uh, so if they would have left that stuff out, I think it would probably been really good. Um, but um, the more I sit and analyze it, the, the more I'm seeing the, what you're saying of the the comedy hokey with the food, yeah. Well, like, because they, they cut the ha-ha out when it showed that first clip at the beginning of the show, and I was really intrigued. Yeah. And I, I felt almost like less was more ended up being with it, you know? It should have been less. Because wasn't the... Except Sam Brawl wasn't that long on film. Because remember the whole thing of uh, Lance and Dave Shields, uh, Dave Shields, <laughs> Mike Shields, uh, going down there. Because remember cause they left in the, Lance saying the cuss word and all that for the realism. And uh, so you really only got a few minutes of the actual Except Sam Brawl, remember? Because it had yeah, been going on for a while before they could get the camera set back up and cords that down there so you really didn't see a lot of the, the whole thing so um now I think about less would have like I said I realized I like seeing the whole thing actually now I always saw the the 
all the beginning before they got to the food probably would have been better because all that most of that was cut out yeah how they got up onto the stage and all that uh, so yeah I think less would have been better on this now the more I think about it so yeah less is less is better <laughs> I mean well, like I said it had some good parts it had some bad parts um yeah anyway so yeah they're back uh to um to lance the day of the desk uh let me move my notes here so i'll put all notes on here where did I, okay where are we at where are we at where are we at all right so lance dave throw it to a to a video it says there was a video um interview that was shot during the week and it's from Bass, Prince, and Fergie. And they're all taped up and bruised up. Look like they've been through a hurricane. Um, they're all fired up. Each one of them talks. Uh, um, this was good. I like the makeup jobs, the tape job. Uh, Prince had a funny line to him that they, they said, they, they, said uh, they better have Scotty beam them up to the Starship Enterprise. Uh, but they killed it right after that. But what did you think about the tape and makeup job? I thought, I thought it looked really good. Um, at first, I thought they were just kind of dirty. Because they had it all over their bodies. Yeah. Um, but the makeup job on the face looked really good. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I didn't like was how they just had tape over uh, Black Prince's eye. Because um, well, they're working. Because I don't think he got color. He didn't juice. Uh, no, no, he didn't. And then they were saying that, like in, a, in an interview prior, that. You know, he had something happen to his eye, but like, if this was during the week, he wouldn't just be taping his eye. I can see the tape over the shot, the cuts on the head and stuff like that of the other guys, but I just can't see a tape job over an eye. Well, yeah, if you had glass in and they had to have, yeah, if you had to have stuff. I figured he'd be in a patch. A lot of people didn't wear patches. My brother got shot, uh. Back in the summer of 80, actually 87, uh, 4th of July weekend got shot in the eye with a Roman candle, and he had to go to the uh, mercy room, and they sent him home, and it was a big gauze, and it was had tape around it. They didn't give him an eye patch. Huh. Yeah. I, I was going to ask if he did it with a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but no, I... Uh, and you know, eye patches wasn't rarely available because I actually did an eye gimmick actually all the way up in up in two thousand two, and I did a uh, eye gimmick where I got uh, blinded in an eye by Insane Shane drinking uh, windshield washer fluid, and he uh. and he spit at my eyes, uh, which it wasn't. It was what was awesome was that's when uh, Pepsi came out with that uh, Pepsi Blue. And uh, we took a jug, poured it in there, 
We printed off a label, a generic washer fluid label, and he would come out a couple weeks drinking it. And uh, so we did the whole gimmick where he then he spit my. So I did the whole thing. I patched it up. So okay, I go to Walmart get me a, the night of the show. So I'm gonna walk, run to Walmart and get me an eye patch. They didn't have to sell eye patches in the health and beauty aids. I even went over to the toys, looked for like a little pirate kit, you know, kids thing. Couldn't find one. Now you go to Walmart and they have eye, they sell eye patches in the health and beauty aids. But in 2002, Walmart didn't carry them, so it was you had to go searching for it. I got pink eye for the first time in my life, like two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. And yeah, I got an eye patch from Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, they got them now, but like 2002, uh, I, so I figured they had them, and you know, I'm on the way to the show. Oh, I better stop and get my eye patch. Go in the Walmart, they got none. Well, if I go for the toy section, I'll have a little, you know, the little thing with they use like the little cow, the cowboys, and you know, the little guns and the little badges, and you know what I'm saying? The little, they're like, the, it's got the plastic on the, on the cardboard backing, you know what I'm saying? The little, oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. So I figured I'll have one for a pirate, you know. Nope. I'm like, what the crap? So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, but you notice, though, when he did the, when they were doing the match plugs, he had a smaller piece, but he had glasses on. Yeah. So, what? It, so actually, that looked good that, you know, further along in the week, you know, that was in, and then, you know, so, you know what I'm saying? It was, um, it made it look good. The way that it progressed down, it wasn't as big. You know, but, um, and they were just yelling and mad and all that. See, so, I mean, real much to it, just basically, basically was to see their, uh, their war wounds, basically that what that was for, I thought. Is that what you thought, maybe? Or, yeah, no, I mean, it was a part of promo about them wanting to get revenge, and they did the old classic heel spin of, Saying that they ran the baby faces off and all that. Oh, Fergie's part was hilarious. I do even remember that now. Remember, yeah. he said he said we whooped them. We were in our dressing rooms and they come attacked us in our dressing rooms and we ran them off. <laughs> it was like total total opposite of what anything happened. <laughs> I was like classic heel, you know. <laughs> I said that that was my, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was. This is one of the few times where. Don Bass has said he's going to kill Lawler, that I'm like, okay, maybe he has a reason. Yeah, he finally has a reason to kill him, yeah. What about that snazzy hat um, Brickhouse is, is sporting? Oh, Brickhouse always looks good. No, you know, he's, he's talking about his ball cap. Yeah, it was like bent in the middle and had these weird designs on each side. The bill. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was for. It but. was Southeast Jeep down okay. Thompson Lane, Knowles Road at Thompson Lane. The Southeast Southeast Jeep Eagle down that uh, Knowles Road at Thompson Lane. Yeah, I was like, I kept looking. I was like, that's that's for a car dealership. <laughs> Probably, and knowing him, he probably got a deal on a car, so if he yeah. would uh, sport the hat on TV. Yeah, so I, I, yeah you know he's willing to do it. It's like, I tell you what, you give me $1,000 off this here, and I'll wear this cap on TV for three weeks on Memphis TV. It could be showed all over. He's, he, he probably had a list of all the... It goes to this channel, this station, this town, this, <laughs> in Nashville. I'll even wear it out to the ring at the fairgrounds, because it's right down from the... Actually, it's like a mile down the road from the fairgrounds. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm so off course. Where am I at? Okay. Uh, we, we're coming up on match three. Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee versus Rough and Ready. I got match two. Is that not be three? Maybe I, I may have labeled them wrong. But. What was, uh, yeah, this is the second one, ain't it? Yeah. The second match. Yep, sure is. Yep. Okay, here's why I had a problem. Dundee and Lawler come out there looking like slick as a Sunday biscuit on on the table, you know? Not a scratch, slick back, not a hair out of place. Now, they just showed <laughs> Bass Fergie and, and Prince, they didn't look like being run over by a gravel truck. What gives? Um, Super King and Superstar. You talking, oh, you're talking about Superman 1 and 2? Yeah. Or as I phrase them in one of my notes somewhere, I don't know where it's at, Super Douche 1, Super Douche 2. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's that's horrible. I don't say they come out there looking as bad as that because they ran them off. They should have had a little something on them. Here's my thing. What, okay, see, the, the thing with the week behind, it messes me up sometimes. But it's still, they showed it there, so even though that was a week, I mean, they should have had some tape on them, something, you know? Yeah, that's all, all it took, it was just a little tape, and you'd be fine. Yeah, they didn't have nothing on them. All right, so second match today is Lord Dundee. Against uh, Rough and Ready, no boss winner graphic. Boss was looking snazzy this week, wasn't he? Yeah, had himself. Uh, I don't know if it was like a mini cowboy hat or what it was. He had a nice little what called a bandero, bandero or something. I don't. It's got a name for it. But yeah, it's not a full cowboy. It's not a bowler, but uh, as I've heard it called something before, I can't remember. Yeah, it's he's a guy in a nice black shirt. Guy him on some. Uh, might have some. I couldn't really tell what his pants. I don't think he had jeans on. Were they, were they like maybe like black slacks? Maybe could you tell? I I, I didn't pay a super amount of attention. <laughs> I did notice that he was out, he was out of the t-shirt and cat hat. Yeah, though, so. <laughs> yeah, the yellow hat was gone, <laughs> and we find out why later. <laughs> so they have the match. Um, Dundee and Ready start. He gives uh, he gives uh, gives him a big bill out of the corner. A lot of internet tags, mostly just punches, and then they go to the finish. They they shoot him in, give him a uh, they shoot him, give him a double punch for the win. Um, last week was fast, fast in and out. They in and out a couple times, and it was what maybe what thirty five seconds, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so uh, rough never got in the got in the match um, until the end when they when the tag didn't they didn't he feed in they got punched. Um, so, Boss gets up on the apron and starts complaining. Lawler comes over, pulls him in the ring, flips him over the ropes into the ring. Um, they go to start take Boss's pants off. Uh, Reddy's still in the ring, Ruff's on the floor, he's trying to grab Boss Warner's out. Reddy comes over and kicks Lawler three times. I know it's a, he's a job guy. I know you don't sell it. At least register it. You know, maybe turn around, look at him, give him a punch, and go back down to the ball. 
He didn't even register he got kicked three times. Oh, no, yeah, he didn't, didn't register anything. At least, you know, no matter who it is, you're going to kick by somebody, job guy or, or top guy, you're going to at least register it. He didn't have to sell it. Just register it, then turn around and just punch him. Go back to Boss Winters. That's all he had to do. So Reddy hops out, and they pull Boss Winters out. We get a little hip swivel from Dundee. Uh, Boss Winters hat, well, no, first Boss Winters hat's laying in the middle of the ring. Dundee sees it. Elbow drops his hat. Throws it out of the ring. Gets a lap. He does a lap pose. And, uh, that was about it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, and, I'm really sad if Boss Winters bought that hat, because... I think he busted, he busted the hat up. It, oh, it, yeah. It, that's it, what I'm saying, so... <laughs> Boss gets a new hat. He's real proud of it. Dundee destroys it. Yeah. He frisbees it out of the ring at him. Um, that's why he didn't wear his cat hat. He knew it was going to get messed up. He didn't want his cat hat broke messed up. That's it. He needed it for Monday at work. There you go. <laughs> Sunday. He worked Sundays, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> he needed it for the next day. He needed it for work anyway. Okay. Only note I got on this is the more of Lawler and Dundee together the more I don't like them. <laughs> it's two giant egos coming together. Uh, they're, they're the original two-man power trip. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing, the actual match didn't bother me. It was, Lawler getting kicked three times and just totally no soda, didn't even blink an eye about it. That's my whole thing. He should have at least turned and looked at him and Grab the punt, you know. Not he didn't even have to sell it. Just acknowledge it, you know. I don't know. So this got really weird because it shows him in the ring, and then it like the it, the screen cuts straight to Lawler, an old school Lawler interview where he's wearing a neck brace. Did you think something happened to the to the video? Yeah, I, I had no idea what happened. There, there was there was no pitch, so they're pitching to a Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee music video set to "Bad" by Michael Jackson. But it just goes straight into this promo. Yeah, it, it's you can tell it's an old early '80s, and but there's no it, like the script it, it it switched so flawless, and there's no like I said there's nobody nobody they last they didn't pitch to it and no lead in or nothing it just like it flicked and it's like all right somebody messed the tape up because it didn't go into a video usually if you go into a video it's sing you know at least music then you know you know it's video but it's Lawler sitting there cutting an interview promo on Andy Kaufman and uh, Jimmy Hart and the Assassins and then the music starts playing and they go into the video um I've never seen this video before obviously it's new because Michael Jackson's bad the song um had some good clips in of it of Lawler and Dundee versus the Moon Dogs. Um, and it showed a little bit of the scaffold match. Uh, showed them killing <laughs> killing Paul Lee after the scaffold match. Just burying yeah. him. Yeah. They showed that more than they... They only showed like two clip, real quick, quick clips of uh, of them of, against Rich and Isle on the scaffold. And mainly of that, of the scaffold thing was them just trashing... And just beating the crap out of Paul Lee. Um, then 
Well, that, you know, the whole blood thing I was talking about, this blew that out of the water, didn't it? That theory. Yeah, yeah. So they, they clip over to, because, uh, you know, Dundee has to get his promo in, and they clip over to a promo. He's got his face is full of blood. Yeah, he has, like, been massacred. Yeah, it's from the early 80s. It's like when they were just, blood, you know, blood and guts was every week on Memphis. Yeah, so Lawler had the interview, the first part of the video, Toward the end, Dundee got his part. He had his interview through it, thrown into the music video. And he, uh, it just threw my whole theory of the blood out, out of the water because he is just covered in it, man. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, <laughs> so, but overall, man, I like, I like the videos that show, you know, some old stuff of them against the assassins, uh, Don Bass and, um, uh, um, Dirty Roads, um, which was, um, Oh crap! I always forget his name. Anyway, uh, when they were the assassins back in the early '80s, uh, so that was good. Uh, so <clears throat> they go back to uh, Lance and Dave. I almost did it again. Lance and Dave at the desk, and they intro. Oh God! <laughs> the new Jeff Jarrett poster. <laughs> I, I, I have it labeled here as his heartthrob poster. He's leaning against the street light. With no shirt on and tons of baby oil. And it, up above, it has his signature. Oh, dude. Wait till it gets, we get further along, because I remember these. I guess, I don't know if it's next week, but, or when it You probably had one. No, I didn't. Thank you very much. <laughs> he didn't sell them at the gimmick table. <laughs> I don't know, he probably did. I'm sure they did. Anyway, um... Uh, it gets worse because I don't know when it starts, but I do remember when they start plugging it. It has its own little video. It has this woman talking, and she works her way up his body. It's it's oh, it's so cheesy and hilarious. I'm not gonna stooge it off until you see it. <laughs> it's great. It's so uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, we saw about, you know, Mark Starr was like, what? I, you know, hey, I want to team with Jeff. You know, now it's, he, him and Billy got jackets. Now Billy's like, uh, where's my poster? Anyway, but no, it was just, <laughs> yeah, this wasn't bad the way Lance set it up. But boy, they take it in the next few weeks. They take it in a different direction. All right, so they cut the break. Then we come back. From the break, and it's straight at the studio ring uh, for match number three. It's a, it's a, and they actually have the graphic on here again. Southern Tag Title Match. Nasty Boys against the RPMs. Uh, Knobs and Lane start this week. I guess they didn't want to have Sags and Lane start after last week. <laughs> yeah, there was no repeat of that, that ugliness, though. I'll no. say that. This match was good. Yeah, oh gosh, yes. Um, and plus the top hats returned, so that's yeah. always plus. High hats. <laughs> high hats. It's the high hats. Remember? Remember I kept saying top hats and you you smart me up that Fargo was set, was calling them oh, high no, hats. I, I remember, yeah. yeah. And also, and also the, uh, the fake fabulous ones stink. They stink. Yeah. You stink. <laughs> That's still the. I hope people went and watched that. 
<laughs> or listen to it or watch it, whatever it was. That was funny, man. Yeah, it, it, it was good because it showed emotion. He was so emotional about it. He couldn't, he would just, you could see it. He was just like, you, you stink. He was so upset, you know, because that was, you know, that was the Fargo's gimmick. Yeah, that, that, those were his hi hats. Yeah, his hi, you know, and, and it made it. He was so emotional he couldn't talk. So that made, that was the, you know that was good. Um, they had a good basic opening spot. Um, Calhoun was good here because when they when I, I guess it was Lane powdered back into the corner. He got up with his fist. Knobs put up his fist and kind of come toward and stopped, and they kind of stood up for a second. Calhoun was good because he got in between them. So hey, no fist, no fist. Because it would look stupid if Calhoun would sit over there and Knobs would just sitting there, stop looking. Why'd you charge him and then just stop, you know? It, it looks stupid anytime Calhoun warns about a fist because he's not going to disqualify anybody. I know, but he, he got it, but it looked good. He got in between them and said, hey, uh uh-uh. uh. You know? No, I, I love Jerry Calhoun. It's just so funny when he just warns at somebody about a fist. And I'm like, you ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, but. It helped because they could tell because knobs just stopped, middle just stopped, and was like, "What do I do?" You know, and he like slid. He, he, he tell me he saw it and he slid in there because he could tell. Knobs was like, "Uh oh, what do I do? I'm just standing here." You know, so he I, he it was good. He slid. He he realized what to, he slid in there. It's like, hey, you know, you know, yeah, I know what you're saying because yeah, he always warns him, never does nothing about it. But I think he saw that knobs was like. Okay, I just charged him my fist, and I just stopped. Middle, I'm running right in the middle of me running, charging him. I'm lost, you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I it's really understand what you said, but yeah, I can see Calhoun slid in there and was like, "Hey, no fist," you know. And I was like, "Hey, that was good because he, he saw that knobs got lost for a second. Um, but yeah, then and they they must be making some money too because Dave talked about the tag team belts being reworked. You know, I noticed. Uh, Two weeks ago, when the RPMs won them and they did that little interview, you could it seemed like they got them detailed a little bit. They, it's hard that the quality of this these footage you watch is not as good. So some stuff stands out a little. It, I think they've got them. They polished them. They, they look a little different. Like in their stand, the the wording, the lettering on them stands out more. So I don't know if they did something. You know, new paint. Me painted them or something. But they do look a little different. Um, you can tell they're the same belts, but they've they've cleaned them up. But um, I wonder if they cleaned up the Southern Heavyweight title because that was looking rough. Yeah, if somebody actually has it. <laughs> um, so um, they do. This is basically it's good. It's all basic arm work and headlocks, but it's but it's good. They keep they keep it simple. They keep or the crowd can. Can where the nasties don't mess up and lose the crowd, um, they just keep the shine really simple. Uh, you know, selling for them, selling every little thing the nasties do, even though it's simple stuff. Um, it's really good. They they've been the last two matches they've had with them, or was it two or three? Two matches. They've man, they work. They carry these boys good. It shows you they real they're general ring generals. They know how to take two green guys and have a simple a simple match and get it over. You know. Yeah, 
Uh, the one thing they couldn't fix, though, is that Nobbs has a really weird thing when he does double axe handles. Ooh, we talked about it last week. Yeah, but he goes all the way to his knees, so like... Yeah, he did it twice in this match. It's so awkward. Yeah, we remember we talked about it last week, and he did it twice in this match. It's crazy. Um, I thought he splashed the arm at one point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a standing splash. Yeah. Then I realized later, no, that's just how he yeah. strangely does a double axe handle. Yeah. So they, uh, Davis and Sags, they, they, they work, um, do a little thing, you know, work the arm and stuff. Basically, same thing, headlock, arm, uh, simple spots. Then, uh, Knobs is figuring they get the heat on Knobs. They start getting the heat on Knobs, and they cut to break. Um, yeah, we got a two segment match. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, and then they have the uh, second of the Evansville card. Um, I don't think he, he didn't get the whole card. He just got a couple matches, right? Yeah, just a couple matches. We get a little generic Jeff Jarrett promo. Yeah, it was really short. Yeah, and then Lawler and Dundee come to talk about the Falls County Anywhere match, or as they call it, the explosive match. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where I learned that that yeah. wasn't just what Lance was calling it. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's really stupid. Yeah, that's what that's what's that. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, in the first part of this, that's yeah, we thought it was Lance just being Lance, and it was actually wasn't. <laughs> okay, so they do quick little promos there out. You go back to studio. Heat's still on knobs. Oh, excuse me. Heat's still on knobs. And the RPMs are being super aggressive. Yeah, but keeping it simple so they don't get so. As I'm saying, man, I think they're doing such a good job. They're making everything look good, doing simple, but they're making it look. Meaningful, you know, really, really good. I think um, they give him a hope spot, get the heat back on him. Uh, they pick uh, the RPS pick knobs up several times during the count to break the count. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Well, I know how this is going to go." Um, they did it several times. Finally, get a hot tag to Sags. Well, did you see the spot that led into the hot tag? Uh, David Davis bends over for a backdrop. Yeah, and he probably called "Give me an elbow." Yeah, and Hobbs turned like got beside him and dropped yeah. the elbow on him. It was awkward. It was so awkward looking. <laughs> it was awkward, but it was kind of cool. It was different. Definitely different. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I, nobody had seen that before, so it was different. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find a way to make it look not as awkward and do it because yeah. I kind of like that. Hey, there you go. See, look there. You, this this is benefiting doing this thing more than just wasting time. <laughs> you can actually take something out of it and, and use it in the ring. All right. Wait, maybe I'll start doing his double axe handles too. Oh gosh, please don't. <laughs> now, if I was if I was at the show working with you, I would love it because I'd be rolling. But you know, I'm sitting at home, so I ain't gonna get a benefit out. So I wouldn't do it. <laughs> There's nobody else would understand it. Um, hot tag to Sags. <laughs> uh, do you know Tommy Lane didn't feed in? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, oh. So then he finally did come in. Sags got on him. Go to the four-way. Ref bump. And then out comes Bobby Jaggers. He hits uh, Knobs with the bull whip. This is kind of weird. It's different. 
Um, I actually kind of like it because it, it's different from the same old, same old. Uh, uh, Davis has sags rolled up, right? Yeah, has them O'Connors. Yeah, he has them rolled up. And out of nowhere, here comes Jeff Jarrett. He gets on the second row, hits him with the with the his bubble rocket drop kick. Um, and this one I, I didn't, I didn't like. like this. Two reasons: Jarrett was late as heck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like Jarrett didn't even get Davis's attention because he's behind him. Yeah. He just gets on the second, and then Davis just gets off of Sags and feeds in. I think we. I think the whole thing was um, he could hear the crowd. So, but yeah, it was. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, that was. But the worst part was, he hits him with the bottle rocket drop kick. Uh, Sags covers him. Jarrett wakes up Calhoun, but does not get out of the ring. Uh, yep. That's he never what, does. That's twice in what the last three weeks. Yep. I hate that. Oh my gosh. All you do is just jump out of the ring. I hate that. It it kills your ref. It just, it looks stupid. Yeah, he's, it's like, why is he doing that? Won't somebody say something to him? If his dad's so smart to the business, why aren't he saying something to him, yeah? It looks like crap. Um, so, they gets a three count. We got new champions. So, in two of the last three weeks, we've had, well, actually, Three of the last four weeks, we've had three tag team title matches, and the belts switched on all three of them. Yeah, they're they're hot shotting them around a bit, but I, I will say this: they've been giving good quality matches on TV. That's the only thing that's saving it, because they've been good matches. And now, if they've been stinkers, they would done they would done killed the um they would have killed it. Yeah. So, but them giving them good matches, it's okay. Yeah. Because if it were stinkers and they kept re giving it to us every week, it'd be like, oh, I guess the the gimmick match deal is gone. Now they're now they're beating the tag title match on TV to death now. You know. Well, those were those suck so. We got beat down with it, but these are actually having good matches, so we don't care, you know? Yeah. Because they've actually, like I said, they've been really good. Um, so, yeah, we've got the new champions. Um, they cut over, this was, and they cut over to um, Lance and Dave at the desk, and they show the replay, and then they say, stand by, because we have a message we want you to watch. Before we have, because uh, they said we're going to, the, uh, uh, standby match. We got Billy Travis coming up, uh, but first we want you just uh, to um, watch a message we have for you. Okay, so it cuts, comes back uh, straight to the ring. What wonder what the message was? So yeah, I'm the, wondering if that was something that was just meant for Memphis. I'm wondering because the person cut it out. Maybe. Because you can tell it come back from a break. From you can tell where they either paused it or, I mean, it was. So I'm thinking. Person recorded it, didn't record it. I don't know. 
So this, and you know what? This is the first I think I've seen in a long, long time where they've had an expiration match. It ended, and they always talk about them old standby matches. We have standby matches today in case it, and you never see them. Guess what? We see one today. Hey, can you ever remember having seen an actual seeing a standby match? No. You never do, do you? No. So this never. is the first. I like that. You know. You know they're kind of breaking it up, break up the the same old same old. I actually like that. I like that how they booked that. <laughs> the one thing I actually like. Um, so it was Billy Travis against Keith Eric. I saw also arm work, some reversals and stuff, arm drags and stuff. Um, I actually think this served Keith Eric pretty well too. Yeah, because like, he wrestled. Yeah. Uh, they miss a spot. It's supposed to have been reversal, and. Uh, it didn't get reversed, and they re-ran it again where um, Travis reverses him into the ropes, so they re-run it, and it, it, he reverses, it gets reversed this time. Um, hits him with a, it was, uh, that was a reversal to a side slam, and then Travis comes off the second rope with the elbow drop for the win. Have you ever seen him come off? The, I don't think I've seen him. No. That's the first time with the elbow drop. Yeah, when he didn't move him, I'm like, man, this will be really far for the Billy Bomb. Yeah. But then he got up and he, he and he was wasn't facing you know he's facing into the ring. I said, well, it's not going to be a the Billy Bomb or the Billy Elbow. You know, he does the Billy Bomb into the elbow, drop that way, but just flat out just jumping straight out into the ring with the elbow flying elbow drop. That was the first. So that was the win. So go back over to uh, Lance Davis. They cut the break and then we come back from break. Uh, they give today's results. Uh, get the results in, and then Lance signs off. Music hits, credits roll for a second, and it cuts off. So, That's... I thought it was a really, really, really solid show. Like I really enjoyed it. The pacing was better than most have been. Um, it it drew out a little bit in the middle when they were showing the super long footage of the Evansville fight. Yeah. That went way longer than I expected. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought it flowed really good. I'd give it one thumb up, one thumb in the middle. Um. Yeah. That's a good show. What well, you got? Anything else to add to it? Uh, not not really. Um, I like the stuff they're doing with the with the tag belts on TV. Um, and like you said, because the matches have been good. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that just like you said, also, if they weren't, and eh, probably, I probably wouldn't be about it, but these matches have been good. Yes. The people have been into them. Nasties are so over. It's crazy. Oh, the Nasties are so over and the RPMs are so good. Yeah. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of good RPM stuff on TV, which we you know we've known they're good, but like their TV matches are the TV matches. Yeah. But now we're getting to see them work and carry guys, and yeah, you know, actually have to take bumps and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they're so good. Well, they're, yeah, they're, like, yeah. They, like, because we didn't see Carl Fergie on TV besides in that fight, like they were the <laughs> in studio highlights of the yeah. Well, like, the you show. Know, like you know, this is the first time you really got to see them work. And matches except for job matches. I mean, I, I've seen them work, you know, when I go, when I was going to the shows a lot in Nashville at the fairgrounds. So I got, you know, I seen a lot of their in ring work. I knew how good they were. But to carry two green guys to two back to back matches, 
and keep it so simple, but keep them, but make it look so good and keep the people into it. You know, it's just, they're, oh, they're ring, they're ring generals, man. They don't get the credit because Nashies are horrible. They're getting better, but still, uh, man, they're, they're, it, just the way these matches are paid, uh, uh, they pace, or they're paced out, way everything they emphasize on the bumps when they take them, you know what I'm saying? Everything is just perfect, the way they're, they're carrying these guys. Um, um, anything else? I didn't, mean to cut, I didn't mean to cut you back off on that. No, that, that was my main thing. Okay. Um, I give it up. I give it a thumbs up and probably with thumbs in the middle. Was it the the that whole thing was long. It was really long. Uh, Bobby Jaggers was way too long. Uh, besides that, I think everything else was I thought was you know pretty good. Um, I think Goliath is gone because he wasn't on the Evansville card again. So he might be gone. Um, oh, I found out where Bruno went. He went to Central States. I thought, oh Lord! Yeah, he went to Central States, and I don't think he stayed long because he was in. I know he's in Continental in December of '87. So if he when he was, he might not, he didn't stay long. He probably got one of them payoffs, Central State payoffs. So he didn't stay there long, but he did, that's where he went when he left um, um, Memphis last month. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I, I, I like. I actually like that show. Like I, said, I watched it today. Um, you know, what? You know, there was the uh, I, like I, said, I could did without the Lawler Dundee match, um, and the overlooking. You know, things. Uh, I'm. I'm wondering. Do you think they booked? I'm just wondering. Do you, I don't know. It just seems like that maybe they. I know they talked about how Jerry Jarrett would book TV on the way down a lot of times, but them being big angles, it seems like they wouldn't have let Lawler and Dundee go, there, at least not with some tape on their head. I know we'd already talked about that, but just I think that sticks out with to me because you know I get off on those little uh, bad booking things. Uh, but if you take that stuff out and take the Lawler Dundee match out and, and killing poor Boss Warner's hat. Um, yeah, it was good. The, um, uh, did, I'm trying to think. Do we have anybody? That, there really wasn't, because I guess the actual, who, who all did, did, um, did interviews at the desk? Just Bobby Jaggers? Just Bobby Jaggers, yeah. Wow. I just realized that. I was sort of thinking in my head real fast. Wow. So I guess somebody probably got some on the Memphis 30 minutes. They might have got a couple on there. Um, yeah, I think it's just that thing took up so much time. Um, with it and, um, then the video and showing the video, which like I said, I like the video because it's showing the footage, but. Uh, overall, good show. Um, you know, so a few of those things, but nothing. It's Memphis. The booking's not going to be. It's going to be sporadic, and all that. We always, we've been talking about it since day one. Um, but that was a good little show. Good, it was good. And so we'll. Um, but there was no mention of Jeff Jarrett. Well, they probably did on the Memphis, but it was on the loop, so they should have mentioned something about Jeff Jarrett and the. Um, 
world title match, you know? Yeah, they, they definitely didn't update you on anything. No, it definitely wasn't an update show. It was more, let's get chaos over this week. You know, like that's more it was. Maybe they might update it next week. I do know next week's show, I I went on and saw the opening. Uh, make sure they were at the, Lance and Dave are at the desk, so it's a studio show with Lance and Dave. But uh, All right, so anything else you want to add to this before we wrap it up? I'm good. All right, well, that's another one down. Stick a fork in it. So, uh, for Jeremiah Plunkett and Quick Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.